Hello, friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White, and it's the 29th day of June. And I got a couple of quick announcements to make before we close the journey through the book of 1 Timothy. Today, we will finish the last five verses of the sixth chapter. Before we get to that, I want to remind you of something you know, and then let you in on something that you don't yet know. What you know is that tomorrow is the final day of the month, and that means essay edition time. Every month we write a little essay, sometimes seven, eight, nine minutes, sometimes 15, 20 minutes long. I think this one clocks in around 12. Uh, the, the essay is just whatever's happening in my life, what I'm thinking about, something I've read, something I want to talk about. It's not necessarily a sermon, but it has sermon-like qualities. And this one actually deals with a sermon we did this year the story behind it and um, adds a few thoughts to it. Um, So check it out tomorrow. It's right here on the podcast. The essay edition just sort of takes over the podcast that one day a month. I introduce it, then I read it word for word. That word doc is actually available if you like to read them. They are all available. The last Oh, four and a half years worth of essay editions. I think we started in January of 18. They're all available at paulwhiteministries.com. That's the thing you know. The thing you don't know is that we have planned a long-form Friday for this Friday. I've been telling you for the last few weeks about a question-answer session, sort of a roundtable discussion that we had at the end of the CIM conference I did in May. And I told you as soon as those are made available to me, I would make it available to you. Well, I got the audio of everything but that session, and then they put that session up this week. So I grabbed it and um, edited it out for you, and and it'll air. I'll tell you all about it on Friday. I'm not going to give all that away or waste your time with that today. But Friday, about an hour long of us on a panel discussion And we make it into a long-form Friday. I'll give you more details on Friday. Um, So hope you'll come back and join us. All right, let's do this today. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We arrive at the final five verses. Let's read all five. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Sounds familiar. That's a phrase we heard back in verse 12. Here's the, the final 29, or I'm sorry, 2021. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. The first few verses we read are instructions to the rich. It's, it fits in snugly with the other themes of this sixth chapter, error and greed, ministries who have taught that gain is somehow godly. Paul gives a warning in the middle part of the chapter to those who desire to be rich because you end up falling in love with money, and he says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and causes people to stray from the faith. It pierces them through with many sorrows, and we've all seen that happen, and I think everyone has seen it happen in the micro 
in their own life a little bit about how stress is associated with the lack of money and the desire to have more. And I don't think greed is a sin exclusive to the wealthy. Um, I think greed, in fact, greed can strike the poor sometimes in even greater force than those who have because we hold on as tightly as we can to what little we have sometimes. I think sometimes we can even call it frugal when maybe it's greed, and I'm not here to cast stones, but just I'd like to take a little inventory of my own life when I get too locked into savings mode and get my hands on more mode that I'm what I might be calling wisdom and frugality is it greed. Um, that's my own personal battle, and, and I think we all have to face that on our own. What, a couple things we learn about this last passage is that uh, command those who are rich in the present age not to be haughty. Paul doesn't say anything about rich people not being rich or it being a sin to be rich. He doesn't say command those that are rich in this life to give everything away because there's no reason you should be rich in this life. Um, because the argument of the New Testament is not that wealth kills you. It's that wealth becomes the crutch that leads to all kinds of evil and it leads to can lead to all kinds of greed and pierce you through with many sorrows. So to combat it, Paul has a plan. He says, listen, if you're rich in this age, don't be haughty. Don't trust in them because those are uncertain riches. You think they're certain, but they're really uncertain. God's the one who gives us all things richly to enjoy. And so again, not a diatribe against wealth, but a warning that we, and I, and I say this in, in an economy in which you and I, even, even if you consider yourself poor, you live in an economic system that has you living better in a state of economic poverty than almost any person ever lived in the history of the world. You have it better right now. If you're on the lowest end of the financial totem pole in America, you have better quality of life than the wealthiest people in America 100 years ago in regards to refrigeration, air conditioning, access to clean water, indoor plumbing, transportation ease, all of these things. Unbelievable. So if you took it through a certain lens, you're already rich. And then the text would apply that, hey, but don't trust in that which is uncertain. Trust in God who gives us all things richly. Then do this. Do good so that you're rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. So don't just be rich financially. Be rich in good works. It's part of what we do. Interesting, in the Greek, that word share is much closer to the word communal. Um, David Bentley Hart actually says, we don't like this, but that word is very close to the word communist. Now, that's not to say that Paul institutes a political theory of communism, which wouldn't have existed in that day, but that the root of holding things common is in that text. The wealthy should also store it from themselves a good foundation for the time to come. And then I'll not repeat what we said in verse 12 about laying hold of eternal life. Listen to the ending. Guard what's committed, because sometimes you need to, right? Avoid certain things. And... Grace be with you. So, and, and so I'll, I'll close the way Paul closes. Guard the things that matter. Avoid the things that don't. Grace to you. Pretty good place to stop. Essay edition tomorrow. 
Long Form Friday on Friday, 2 Timothy on July the 2nd. See you tomorrow. God bless.